seven long, grueling years, but we are back. This is the Simple Times Podcast, episode 17, The Return, The Second Coming. It is now July 4th, and on today's episode, we will be talking about what's been going on since Christmas of 2006, which is our last episode that we recorded. We're going to talk about a couple things that happened in between the last seven years, uh, such as like maybe like a certain, I don't know, uh, pandemic happened. Uh, we're going to talk about Andrew and my life experiences, just kind of catching everybody up. Talk about some idiocracies that the uh, rich have for a quick second. And then, of course, we have not forgotten just because it's been seven years, but we have not forgotten about simple-minded tweets, and of course, for the return of the longest-running segment, Jokes with Hefe, all today on episode 17 of the Simple Times Podcast. All right. Oh my God. We are seven back. Seven years, dude. We're back, finally. Seven I years. I haven't seen you in a long time. So, we haven't podcasted in like seven years, but we've hung out a couple times in between. Yes. Yeah. Um, the last time being, we took a just a nice long drive in your car. Yeah. That was, was fun. About a, almost like a two hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because it all, st- like the only reason why I think we, we uh, hung out that day, you were like... Hey, let's just hang out. And you're like, I got to go to Target because I got to get some swim trunks because the family's going to the beach. And we were like, okay. Then after that, we're like, you hungry? We're like, yeah, we could eat. We went to Norm's. And then after that, we were like, okay, where do you want to go after this? Like, I don't know. And then we just started just talking. And next thing we know, we're all the way over at the coast driving around. Um, And then you're like, man, it's like two in the morning. I got to get back home. And we're like, oh shit. Like, so we turned back around and came back and. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've hung out a few times since. It's crazy, man. Just and every time that we hang out, we always end up talking about, hey, we should bring the podcast back. We I should know. do it again. So, how did we get to this point right here, right now? We the last time we recorded, we I think we were at your house. It was Christmas, right? It was at my mom's house. Yeah, your mom's house. Mm-hmm. It was in Seal and, Beach, and. Prior to that, I mean, just think about where we started. We started out in Back House Studios. Yep. Back in San Pedro, California. Mm-hmm. And just looking back, we started on MySpace. Yeah. There are people yeah. in this world right now, Generation Z. Yeah. They don't even know what would lick about MySpace, nope. what that is. Yep, exactly. But we started there. We we came back. We came hard. And we call it the return. Yep. And all this time, sixteen episodes later, sixteen episodes later, we're at we the took a return. break, and then uh, then the we'll second coming. S- yeah, the second coming. Yep. 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 Like this is like the episode that's just gonna. And I mean, hey, dismantle the whole world because it's so good. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Could shatter some type of uh, fault line over here and set off the next earthquake. Shatter. Uh, History, Re, uh, shat, uh, rewrite history, shatter records, sh- sh- record sh- wait. the shattering. That would have been a, be- a better title for the rewrite show. Rewrite <laughs> shatters. Yeah, 
Uh, we'll figure it yeah, out. We'll, yeah, we'll get it right. We'll, 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 17 episodes later, we still can't get it right. We'll get it right uh, one day. M- maybe by 18. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. here we are. How did we get here? How did we get here right now? How did we say... What, what 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 went down where we were like yeah let's let's do this again? What's funny is that every time that I would bring up, hey, we should do the podcast again, you were the one that was always like, man, that's just a lot of editing. I don't know if I have time for it. You know, it's just really hard for me. And I think we were even talking about me doing the editing for a while. Yes, but I didn't have the computer. So that was where we were like, oh, well, you know, can't do it. The only person in this world that doesn't have a computer. Probably, yeah. And, but when we first started talking about it, um, podcasting hasn't or didn't grow to where it is today. So there wasn't all the outlets. There wasn't all the ease in creating a podcast. So that also kind of held us back. Um, That's why we needed the computer. I mean, now you can do it on your smartphone. True. You know, uh, everybody's got a podcast now. Everybody seems to uh, be able to do it just on a whim. Um, But I was shocked when you called me, what, about a week ago? And, and what did I say? I just said, you know what? You were like, dude, I listened to the Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Let me let me tell you exactly how that happened. Uh-huh. Uh, for the record, I was just, when I'm at work, and we'll get to all that because work is a big reason why we weren't doing the podcasting yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, I, was, I normally listen to podcasts while I'm delivering the mail. Now you know what I do for a living. We'll get to that later. And... One of our old episodes just popped into my feed automatically because when one ends, another one begins automatically. And then I was like, oh, Marcel and I's old podcast? I don't want to listen to this. Man, this sucks. Wait. And then it's, it's, it kept playing a little bit. I'm like, hold on. You know what? Maybe I do want to listen to this. And it was uh, the Christmas special, our very last one before this one. And I was like, just listening I'm like wow I can't believe I'm laughing <laughs> like oh I remember that oh oh Christmas Which oh it, podcasting and then it ended up being our number one episode 617 some odd pod uh, plays uh, on SoundCloud I would say it was hands down our best episode and our longest yeah that was almost a two hour uh, episode and usually we would only go for about an hour maybe an hour and a half but we went two hours on, but I think this I think the music also kind of maybe pushed us over to two two hours oh, yeah. I, I was proud of all the Christmas songs I squeezed in there yeah that is I still love it to this day I've actually listened to the podcast like all the 16 episodes a few times dang because when I was working nights that was I mean I had 8 hours to listen to it so who would have thought you were your biggest fan yeah well I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I was the biggest fan but I mean every once in a while I would go back and listen uh, and just kind of be like oh okay let's see if I can see if I can get that spark in me and I'd get it but then you wouldn't but then like I said you know uh, like you said you know about a week ago you were listening to it and I uh, listened to the Christmas episode and I remember when you had called me and you were like, dude, we got to get this dude. We got to do this again. I want to do this again now. I guess it reminded me how fun it was, how easy it is to just grab a mic and to shoot the breeze. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So why not? And then plus, I mean, you know, of course we'll get into talking about this a little later, but you know, your kids are getting older. Oh yeah. So your kids, plural. Yeah. That's so, new. So you're gonna, you're, you're gonna definitely have more time 
you know, to kind of do stuff like this. And, yeah. Um, Before we get to all that, let me ask you, what do you think of, uh, of our new studio here? Beach uh, House? I call it Beach House Studios. Which is kind of weird because there's a picture of Woods. Yeah. I got this big old like poster. Canvas banner. tarp kind of a thing and it's like a woodsy kind of thing it, it used to be in a different room in the house and then we tore it down but i didn't want to part ways with it so i put it up in the garage yeah. i think it gives it a nice it covers up the nasty uh uh you know garage walls or lack thereof it exactly. just like exposed eaves and beams and stuff. like well like a typical garage it's a garage so i guess we've been exposed uh <laughs> beach house studios is my garage yeah yeah but anyway i mean it's a garage. Yeah. You got cemented floors and yep. walls. And everything else in here. Clothes, treadmill, bike, your drum set. My electric drum set. Electric which drum set. I used for something very special. Yep. And we'll talk about that later. Yep. yep. Um so yeah, so what why haven't we been doing these podcasts? I mean, if uh, these are world-renowned podcasts that we're making... Uh, yeah, what did I read? Something like 20-something countries have listened to this podcast? Right, you were going over the stats. Yeah. We've been all over the world. Yep, all over every continent. Our voices have been heard yes, by many different ethnicities mm-hmm. and races. Oddly enough, there's, like I said, the number two was Germany, which is weird. Honking slime. <laughs> That was, that was my German impression. What do you think? <laughs> Stick to Spanish, dude. Like I don't know. <laughs> mein Kampf. Whoa, easy that one. What? What? I just said the title of a book. Yeah, yeah. A very, very special book, I guess you could say. Someone told me that Mein Kampf literally translates to my story. Is that what it really what, what it translates? I think to? so. Oh, well, whose story we, are you talking about, there, Andrew? My story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we got a new studio. Yeah. Um, we're a bit older now. Yeah. Dude. Seven years older. Seven years older. I'm 34. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel so old. I'm at an age now where I, I can't remember how old I am. <laughs> the last time I had to think about how old I was, I said, oh, yeah, I'm 33. Wait. No. Huh? And then I had to do the math in my head because I completely blanked on how old I was. Mm-hmm. I'm 34. We were born in the late 1900s. Oh, man. How old are you now? I am 33. 33? Yeah. 33 and, and a half. the last time we podcasted, we were... Uh, let's see. That was seven years ago. So if I'm 33, three, so I was 26. 26. I was a... You're about 27. 26, 27. Uh no, uh, I had just turned 26 because if we did it in Christmas, my birthday's in November. So I had just turned 26, and that means that you were just about to turn 28, I think, because you're like 11 months, 11. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm January. You're January, so yeah. Yeah. So you're just, you're going to just turn 28 Dang. when we did it. 28. I believe so, yeah. And if, if my math's correct, yeah. And the roaring 20s, that's when like. That's like peak, like youth. Yeah. Like the, they say the brain develops fully at age 25. I thought it was 35. Really? Yeah. I heard 25. Oh, okay. So we're like at our smartest. And then 
now we're 33, 34. And, you, which seems and we so feel like old. the dumbest in the world. I think the last episode I was talking about how our body starts to decay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. You know, like every Christmas story happens. Yeah. And man, I can't believe that we met in high school. We're mm-hmm. both teenagers. Yeah. And here we are nearly. How long have we been out of high school now? 15 years. 15 years? Yeah. Two, 2007. Man. So it, uh, this year would actually be uh, 16. 16 years. And we're still rolling strong. Yep. Amazing. So yeah, um, a lot has happened. Uh, I got a couple more kids. I think mm-hmm. the last time we podcasted, I had one son, I think. You had, he was born in December. You had one on the way. Yeah. I can't remember. He was born. Oh, you know what? No. He was like two years old. And then I had another on the way. So that puts me at... Okay. I think so. That puts me at two kids back back then, more or less. One and a half. If the baby's still in the womb, it's not fully a baby. Okay. A child. Uh Or is it... uh, We'll leave that for another day. (laughs) But now I'm at three. Yeah. So now I have... You've got your three amigos. I got my three amigos... My son, who looks like a good blend of my wife and I, my daughter, who who's a mini me, and then the littlest one, who you just saw a little while ago, yeah, who you know she, she's a little shy, but mm-hmm. she probably just doesn't know who you are because yeah. Well, I, but like I said, last time I saw her, well, it was that night that we went out, but I remember Clark because that was Brielle. Oh yeah, Clark had like a had like a big meltdown because she did not want you to leave. She has a big meltdown every five minutes. Oh really? Oh okay. That's so she, just who she is. Okay. I'm sorry. I I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, you, like you said, that's your mini me. So clearly, you have meltdowns too. I guess if you're trying to. Okay. So okay. All right. Well, <laughs> well, Marcella, why don't you tell our listeners how many kids you're up to now? I proudly have zero. <laughs> There was some joke I heard. It said uh, uh, something about some guy who invented zero. And then they were like, thanks for nothing. <laughs> anyway, how does it feel to be childless? Awesome. In the year 2023. Awesome. Amazing. <laughs> Stupendous. Are you, are you rich? Because no. me with three kids, I'm poor. Yeah, no. All, all, all my paycheck goes to kids. And whatever's left over to not me. Mm-hmm. Mine goes all to me. Uh, no, I'm not rich, but <laughs> but I do tend. But I mean, I I have fun. You know, I have fun with mine. I have fun with my paychecks. Yeah. Well, so, kids. I mean, it's it's what it is. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to say. My wife and I are still going strong. Yeah. You know, ups and downs, just mm-hmm. like any relationship. Uh, how's your relationship going, Marcella? What relationship? What? Yeah. You're single? Oh, yeah. You hear that, ladies? You hear that, ladies? No, see, obviously, not much has changed in the last seven years, so. Yeah, well. Um, but yeah, no, it, it it's, it's just, it's kind of funny to have the older generations try to, like, dictate, like, you know when you should be married, when you should have kids. Cause I remember when I was at the retirement home, um, 
a lot of them there would tell me, oh, when I was 18, I already had two kids and I was already married and this and that. And I'm like, wow. And they're like, oh yeah, we started young. And, um, you know, so, so, so knowing someday in their twenties that wasn't married, had no kids was just like mind boggling to them. They just could not wrap their heads around it. Yeah. I have a theory about that. I think back in the day, and this is just a me theory and you know, I, I like having my own opinions and stuff. Back in the day, I think there wasn't much to do. There, Yeah, there wasn't. Where, like, the most spontaneous or exciting thing to do is to get married, start a family. Yeah. Nowadays, Basically. I mean, look, you got social media, you got... You got plenty of distractions. Plenty. TV, mm-hmm. I mean, entertainment galore. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see why people are putting off... Uh, you know, relationships and all that kind of stuff. Like, ah, I just want to have fun and and you know, I don't know. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. I mean, I it, think it's just an ob- observation. Of yeah, me. it's just all you know. I think it's situational. You know, it's to- definitely situational. Um, I mean, you got people that are, uh, you know, well into their forties that haven't been married and haven't had kids, but you know, they're they're happy. Versus you got people that are maybe 18 and that's what they wanted. They wanted to get married and they want to have kids at an early age. So this way, when the kids are at that age of like vacations and sports and stuff, they have the energy and they're, and the parents are, are young enough to, you know, keep up with the kids, yeah. you know? Cause like when you hear things of like, uh, well, Robert De Niro or, uh, no Al Pacino, yeah. they're like seventies and eighties and they're expecting a kid. That's crazy. By the me. time the kid hits their 15, 15 they're, they're gonna probably going to be dead. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, because I think- uh, Imagine d- being that kid and they're like, um, yeah, my father was a good man. Uh, yeah. But right? I only know him in movies. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's what that's what's going to happen is, you know, they're only going to know him from, you know, the Godfather, from uh, Raging Bull, from, you know- uh, I can't even think of the other movies that he'd been in, but like, yeah, I mean, and then what their wives are like twenties, thirties, you know? And I mean, I get it. It's, they're going to try to say, Oh, it's all about love. But I think when you have that big of an age gap where it's what 60 year age gap, that's money. I'm going to say, gonna j- yeah, that's going to just be money. I'm going to say the lady loves yeah. his money. Yep. And he loves the lady. Loves the, loves the youth. Loves the youth. Loves the youth. Yeah, man. But yeah, I mean, hey, there could be love like that out there, but mm, when when it comes to Hollywood, it's kind of a very very different look to it, you know. What do you think about aging? Because I've noticed some gray hairs on my face and head. Huh? Man, it's happening. Yep, it's been happen- it's been happening for a couple of years. My wife's looked at me and said, "You have some wrinkles." near your eyes now and I was like no I don't well you got three kids what the fuck (laughs) I got three kids and I work a job you're out in the sun a lot yeah so that's also I mean that's why people tell me that I look younger than I am because I worked nights for a total of like 15 years believe it or not before I finally got out of it that makes sense you know they say say the sun ages you and what I do I'm in the sun all day yep so and even now now that I'm not working nights anymore I'm just in a factory so I'm not even out in the sun then. Lucky. You know, for 10 years. I mean, 10, 10 years. For 10 hours a day. Must so be nice. Sometimes. So I look 30, 38, and you okay. still look 20. No, actually, people have told me, yeah, you look like you're 25, you know, 28. If 
but it's also because I, I also keep my head, I don't want to say shave my head because I don't think I really shave it, but I buzz it very, very close. Right. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, I mean, I'm thinning, I'm thinning up here on the front. Um, could be stress, could be, you know, I, I, I did wear a lot of hats, you know, as a, you know, as a kid and all that stuff. You wore so. a lot of hats? Is it, that means you had a lot of different jobs, right? No. Oh. No, that, no, not that kind of hat. I mean, like baseball hats oh, and stuff like that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. um, you know, and if I if I actually grew my grew my hair out, you would see I wouldn't say patches of gray, but you could definitely see like the like the sprinkling of gray, and you'll see like it glistening. Because when I did grow up, one of the last times when I grew up my hair, um, it, I mean, it wasn't like long, long. It was probably about as long as yours. You know, mm-hmm. I'd say about an inch or two. Um, yeah, you, you could definitely see the see the gray really poking through. You know, um, yeah. the beard. Yeah, I had the beard up until about a year ago. So. And then, yeah, here there there were some there were some pretty aggressive white patches in that. So, but once I sh- when I had the when I have hair, I look my age if not older. But when I keep clean shaven, people say I look younger than I am. Yeah. So, on your Instagram pro- profile, you have the beard going. Yeah, you that look was older there. And then when I saw you walk through my doors today, yeah. and you were you just had the stubble. Uh-huh. I was like, who's this young guy walking into my house? <laughs> who's this little baby? <laughs> Blends in with my kids. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I can't believe a lot has happened. Yeah. We went through the craziest thing. Yep. That I'm still wrapping my head around. Yeah. COVID-19. Yep. The pandemic of 2020. I remember it till this day. Oh yeah. January was here and then you were like faintly hearing stories like, Oh, something's breaking out in well, China. Well what's weird is so at that time my mom and my sister were still working in urgent cares mm-hmm. and they were and they, they were talking for October, November, and December before anybody even said anything about some outbreak in China. They were saying, "Oh yeah, there's 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 this cold that's going around that nobody's get, nobody's able to shake. Everybody's just kind of seem to be getting like this really deep like respiratory illness." Right, and I remember thinking back, like, "Yeah, I remember I got some type of sickness." Yeah, so did I. Yeah, like before it started making headline news. Yeah, and it finally went away. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like. Once that, they, once yeah. the COVID nineteen thing dropped, and you and felt different after too, you felt like really weak, and it was like, oh man, like what's going on? Like you know, and that then, was a really, really, really rough one. And then I was thinking, did I already get it? Yeah, and like a lot before of before the big wave, and a lot of people were, you know, once the antibody tests came out and all that stuff, they went and, and got tested, and they found that yeah, they were having they had antibodies in their in their in their system. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I mean, I think think the antibody tests are were only good for like at the time like three months or something like that. So it was three months prior. But a lot of people that ha- that were get that think that they had it were saying, "Oh yeah, back in October, November, somewhere around there um, was when I got this really bad you know flu and really bad cold." And um, yeah, but I mean, they think that it happened back in 2019, but the the overall media wave just didn't didn't come around till uh, about March. what February or March yeah somewhere around March there March is when it all shut down because I planned a trip with my wife to San Diego oh okay not, not to go to Jack in the Box yeah 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 although hindsight probably would have been the best thing is oh yeah to go to San Diego Jack in the Box to see one with the fireplace again yeah and to see if that couple still there <laughs> macking it 
but we uh, I booked a really nice hotel, fancy looking thing, modern. And we get there, and they're like, "Yeah, so there's this uh, pandemic thing kind of going on, and we're not letting people use the pools, or we're not doing room service. Uh, if you want to cancel your your hotel room, we'll give you your money back." And in my head, I was like, no, this is like the first trip I've gone out with my wife with no kids. Like, we're doing this. <laughs> and uh, it, it was the weirdest vacation because, yeah, everything was shut down. We had to do like takeout for everything or DoorDash. And yeah, man, can you believe it only took two weeks to stop the spread? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, yeah, no, it's crazy to go back and think like, man, they just said two weeks and we'll have it all taken care of. Not realizing that, you know, some people out there are idiots. Yeah. So, and it lasted a lot longer than it went from, uh, I mean, technically if you actually look at like how it was, it was almost two years. Yeah. I mean, I mean we're in 2023 now and they finally the, making like a statement saying, yeah, we're, we're no longer in a pandemic now. Uh, yeah. Something, something about that, like, like, uh, about two months ago, they said like the world health organization said, uh, oh yeah, it's not a global crisis anymore, but it's, you know, it's still out there. It's still just, lingering. Yeah. Still people wearing the face mask. Yeah. So what kind of person were you? Were you the, got to wear a face mask everywhere I go or? Uh, everywhere? No. If I was outside, I was one of the people that, uh, as long as I wasn't, I mean, I was always kind of a loner anyways. So I never was really around like big groups. Um, usually I would kind of ask first, you know, like, Hey, like, you know, or I would kind of feel out how people that I would be around if they like the masks or not. Uh, but I had no problem with them. I mean, prior to the pandemic, when I was working at the, at the retirement home, we had to wear masks anyways every year. Um, during flu season, they had always asked us to wear masks on the second floor where the non-ambulatory, uh, residents were. So I was able to breathe with it fine. I never was one of those that complained. Oh my God, I can't breathe. Oh, it just restricts my airflow. Oh, you know, whatever kind of BS stuff. I mean, I get it if you had like, you know, chronic lung disease or something like that. But if you were, a you know, fine, perfect and health, you know, kind of person, I mean, I don't see, it's not like, it's not like you were, it's not like you were breathing through the respirators that I use now. You know, it was like just a piece of cloth on your face that anybody like if you if, if you ever put your t-shirt over your nose that was basically what the masks were you know right so um i but, remember year one mm -hmm. i was like okay we didn't know anything about this it's yeah. kind of freaky like yeah uh are we I gonna mean, die we didn't know we yeah. we've never just the news is telling us people are dying left and right yeah we, so for the first year avid mask wear i'm like all right i gotta do this right right and then the second year you know we got more data and we're like Mm, kind of tired of this mask thing. Like the vaccines are out, the booster, like we yeah. should be fine now. They're saying that they're, they're good. So the, after that, I, I really didn't care about wearing masks, but, but you know, if like a establishment required masks, you know, oh, yeah, of course, of course. I would wear it. Yeah. Remember lugging those things around, man, yeah. I remember wearing the same mask, like without washing them. Yeah. Stick it in my pocket, take yeah. it out when I need to. It's the nastiest looking mm -hmm brown mask that started off as white i don't think mine, i, just I don't think mine, ever, mine ever got that bad but well why aren't you so special and better than me <laughs> i mean i don't mean to brag but <laughs> <laughs> all right well well now now here's the question i have for you oh were ask you, away were you one of the ones that wore masks with the ear loops 
or were you the neck gator kind of oh, kind of wearer? Uh, I started off neck gator. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know you could easily you know pull it down or pull right. it up, right? And uh, it was a lot looser, so like you you were able to like, be a little more comfortable while it still being like pretty pretty you know closed off. Yeah, and you can get cool designs so you can express yourself. Exactly, you can be so fashionable. I know. Um, man, those are weird times. Yeah, yeah, weird times. I mean, it was the first one in a hundred years. So crazy, crazy. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I uh, for me, uh, when it came to the masks, I um, the beginning of the pandemic, I wouldn't say I hated them, but I was like, you know, I'm not around anybody. You know, I took care of Louie, mm-hmm. so it was just me and Louie, so we would be up in the house, and we would we were always keeping our distances anyways from people, because we didn't really like like to talk to many of the neighbors over there, so we would, you know, we were always by ourselves, we would, you know, go out for walks and come back up, and that would be it, so if I went to the store, yeah, of course I would wear the mask, but uh, usually it was like whatever I had in my car. If I had a neck gator in the car, I'd put that on. Uh, if I had the surgical mask, I'd put that on, you know, if I had the cloth mask, I'd put, I'd put one of those on, but it wasn't until I got to smart and final when I had to wear the masks. Mm. Well, so. Marcel, can, you know, something else that I would like you to wear. Okay. Is your pants. God damn it. I can't just wear them like, whenever you want. I, all right. I don't know why you just slowly started slipping them off right now. Cause it's hot in here. All right. It's summertime. It is 4th of July. <sighs> So can you slip them back up, please? I, I want to be able to look at you. Know, you know, you're lucky that you got kids in the house, so I've got to do it for them. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for the kids, okay? Because clearly, like how Brielle came in earlier, she can't sleep without you. She was worried about you, so... It's just weird seeing your joggers next to you. I know, but I mean, like I said, it's I got to air them out. Oh, fine. Been a long day. Had kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. Went running around looking for a little electronic part that we ended up not needing. So, <laughs> oh man, but fine. God, give me a second. There we go. That's that's better. <sighs> so picky. I just like being comfortable when I podcast. So do I. <laughs> so yeah, lots happened. We've been going down memory lane. Um, uh, l- let me just recap real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I got a new job. Yep, I'm a mailman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, nothing too exciting. I mean, the first year really sucked. I if remember there's you anybody me, yeah. listening out there that has an interest. I'm just gonna say it right now. It's a tough job. It's a dirty job. And it's very physically demanding. I remember when I needed a job, I was thinking about applying at the postal service and you were adamant, don't do it. Don't, you know, find something else. Like you were like so against it. Cause it, because this is, this is why it was bad. Let me explain. I'll make it quick. One, you, you have no life. When I started, you basically were working 12 hours a day, six days a week working Sundays delivering Amazon packages and you were just tired all the time and just dealing with the post office's crap was just so annoying every day. But after, you know, being there about four and a half 
years, five years, finally became a regular. And now things are better. I have my set schedule. I set routes. Um, and I get my Sundays off and another day during the week off, which contributes to why we can start doing this again. Right. Yeah. And you, and you're still in the same area as far as delivering, right? Cause remember before right. you were, you were like, you were like right on the beach. Yeah. So I, I had a, a steady route for like three and a half years, which was, yeah, right there on Esplanade. And I had my customers and not going to lie. It was nice, uh, serving the same people every day, seeing the same faces every day and, get to know them they get to know you they give you gifts they give you gift cards and stuff it was really nice but now you know now that i'm regular uh yes i miss some of those people but you know my routes are easier now because that one route i had was tough yeah a lot of those a lot of those buildings were like what almost 100 units i think uh they weren't no not not that you know that big they were like they look like it it was a lot of big like 40 unit buildings yeah so it's a lot of mail to deliver and a lot of packages because i see I, I know that there's one building there that i had thought was two not realizing that it was one with like a walkway in the middle or something like that i can't remember which street it's on i know i, mean, I know it's on esplan but i don't know which avenue it's it's it corners but when i first paid attention and saw oh damn that is just one property oh yeah uh the one you're thinking of is probably the 1310 slash 1302 building which yeah the whole block is taken up by a yeah might be that building yeah and yeah crazy during the pandemic these people non-stop ordering stuff because nobody was going to yeah you couldn't do anything else yeah so everyone was online shopping yeah and another reason why it was such a tough like two years yeah for me um but yeah, working as a mailman, it's cool. Uh, I'm, I'm out in the sun. I'm walking all day, so it's kind of like built-in exercise. Although, since I turned regular, I think I got a little, a little chunky right here. I started eating too much. Um, but yeah, that's I'm a mailman. Uh, and I already talked about my kids. Yeah. I mean, they're kids. Uh, one of them graduated kindergarten or first grade or your uh, oldest, uh, Desmond. What did he? Desmond finished first grade this year okay. going into second. My middle child is going to kindergarten. Okay. And then the third one's going to continue, quote unquote, homeschool. Homeschool. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's cool. Kids are kids, man. Yeah. We'll save that for another episode. <laughs> Kids, man. It'll be a very one-sided episode, but yeah, we can say for one-sided. For <laughs> hey, you were a kid once. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what about your job? Um, well, uh, let's see. Last week, last I was here. Last last we had the podcast. Um, I was working at the retirement home, which I know I've talked about a lot already. The nunnery. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. That's what a lot of people call. Um, but they actually, uh, they kind of left. Half and half kind of left. Um, so they, so in order, so within the company bylaws, you have to have a certain number of nuns living and operating the each facility. Um, in the U.S., because of how people are, you know, again, now I won't say against religion, 
but moving away from it, especially like through like a Catholic church and all that stuff, just seeing, you know, how strict and how stupid a lot of the rules can be for like being a nun. Cause like, if like, I, like I know you grew up, you know, Christian, mm-hmm. but from what I hear, Catholics are way more strict when it came to their like uh, beliefs and stuff and such. I think so. They, they hold their traditions very, it, very dearly. Yeah. Um, cause like it, if I remember like with Christianity, it's like you can commit a sin, but as long as you like ask for forgiveness, it's kind of given like, you know, yes, kind of like, an, well, well, I know there's more, more to it, but like in a nutshell, that's kind of basically how it is in a nutshell. Yes. In, in the Catholic faith, it's more of, you got to do a tradition. Yeah. It's, it's almost like once you, yeah, it's almost like you, once you committed it, that that's it. You've committed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to go through like, you know, was it like that? Uh, confessional uh, booth or something. Well, well, yeah, there's that too. Um, but prayer he, beads. yeah, prayer beads or like if you really want, where they want to go extreme. There were those people that like used to go crawling on their hands and knees up cobblestone pathways to a church just to repent for certain things and you know uh yeah they yeah they they go they go insane so well you should see what i do i give myself 40 lashes (laughs) if if i if i like i thought your eyelashes look longer what colors are you going for now who's who's your lady because i mean i i have some recommendations from some of the girls that i've worked with if you ever need, you know, more lashes and them done properly, because it's weird seeing you with eyelashes attached to your eyebrows and one's bigger than the other. So, I mean, it just kind of, I paid good money for these lashes. Did you really? Yes. A hundred bucks a pop. Mm, well, you, I mean, popping is, could be, you know, a thing, but yeah, that's, you may have paid a hundred dollars, but I pop lock and drop it with these <laughs> eyebrows. Why? Because they fall off that easy or what? You got to, you got to pop lock and drop to pick them up and put them back on. Is it, wait, was that your, eye, your eyelashes that I saw at the store the other day on the floor out <laughs> the parking lot? Is that how I know you when you're around? All right. All right. You know, this is getting too personal. Can we stop talking about my lashes? <laughs> but, uh, so going back to the original 40 thing. Of them. So, and he's only got two eyes. I don't know how that happens. It's a, it's a, it's a year supply. All right, man. <laughs> so you and got fired. I did not. Oh, okay. They, so we, we didn't have enough. We didn't have enough nuns. Oh, um, no. the short supply of nuns. The, well, the whole U S was having a short supply and they were trying to bring in nuns from outside of the country. But, um, you know, they're still, you know, regardless of how the you look. Pandemic, the pandemic, the nuns this are being was, held on the shipping this, containers and yeah, they were exactly. just floating out to yeah, right. sea. They had, they had a call. They have the, nowhere to dock these nuns. <laughs> they, they had a call on the flying nun just to try to get him out. But um, no, um, no, no, this was before the pandemic. Um, they were trying to get uh, nuns from out of the country. But regardless of how you feel about the immigration laws, it was it's still a hard thing to do to get your your you know your green card and everything mm-hmm. so they're trying to go through like the religious way of you know well it's working work visas and all that kind of stuff and uh because there, there were a couple of vietnamese nuns that were there that were really cool that were that were learning to become a nun that were trying to go to school for it uh, but they were like so clo- so close into it they were still walking around the habits and such do you think uh when they were <laughs> oh no <laughs> when they were in vietnam were they like Good morning, Vietnam! (laughs) 
I tried so hard it, to keep it straight. Yeah, it took you so long to try to get that out. You know, I have um, this weird thing where in my head I have like the joke to end all jokes. And because it's so funny, I can't like keep it together and, and it, it comes out in a little a little burst of laughter comes out before I reach the punchline because I know how funny it is to me. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's all right. Um so yeah, um cuz apparently cuz they were they were they're global. So all the uh locations outside of the US are flourished with 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 nuns. So they're flourishing. So but, are you saying that there wasn't enough nuns for you to for us to keep open? For, oh, for you guys to keep open. Yeah. So you guys had to shut down basically. So 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 they were they were going to shut down and um they uh because they were going to lose like their religious status so the whole tax exempt religious status kind of thing mm. so but i from what i from what i heard they found someone that was going to uh buy buy it buy that location but they were in an agreement to use the name to keep the residence but I guess what ended up happening was they got rid of all the staff and brought in their own people. Uh, that's what I heard. I don't know how true that is. So how does that affect you though? I because because they got they got security. So I was oh. a security guard, but I was with in, I was what they call in house security, mm-hmm. basically meaning I don't really have any power outside of the doors. So whereas like, you know, security guard, like let's say at the mall can basically control like the parking lot can, you know, I wouldn't like, not like and walk down the street and tell you what to do, but we'll have like a presence. We'll have like, you know, an authority, like a legal standing of, you know, Hey, I'm guarding this area. I didn't have that for me. It was basically like, I was, I was like, I kind of joke around saying that I was a nighttime receptionist because most of the time I would just end up just answering the phones. Um, I'd go on an occasional round and stuff like that. But from what I heard, um, with the new owners, they didn't want that because I'm quote unquote, because when you have in house, you're quote unquote, uh, it's a high liability because if I'm outside, let's say walking on the set, like how I had to, to go up to our, one of our buildings and something were to happen and I don't have my guard card and I interact that, 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 that quote unquote suspect over whatever he's doing can sue that, that, that company and say, well, that wasn't a proper guard. He doesn't have proper, you know, guard card. He's not really supposed to be here. And it could be a big thing, you know? So they went out and they got themselves an actual guard company to come in and do it. So, but I was like, Hey, whatever. Cool. You know? And then, so what did you end up doing? Uh, I was unemployed for a while. Um, in that. Free Monday. It was it was nice. I'll I bet. Admit. I, I'm pretty sure on a different episode, you mentioned that you were on unemployment, and then I said collecting that free Monday. Probably, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, so anyway, you were collecting that free. Monday. I was. So and, how was that? Uh, it was nice. Um, you know, I, I went from working to going to mom's <laughs> house to take care, to take care of you know you know the dog. <laughs> if, you to, funny if you were like. Oh yeah, I went from making uh, fifty grand a year to making two hundred grand a year. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, so I you know I was unemployed for a while for maybe about a good seven months, and um, I mean, 
I don't want to sound lazy, but it was it was nice. It was nice not having to. I mean, it's just it just is like it, basically it was like a seven month seven month vacation. Because even like you know if you have you know when you work for a company they give you vacation time you're not getting the full pay. Right. So I mean it was you know it was basically like that. Hey, um, vacation. Then unemployment ran out. Um, like I, most good things. Yeah, and uh, you know all the extensions I exhausted and everything. Um, and uh, it I, well. Unfortunately for me, the unemployment ran out before the pandemic, before they were doing all those mandatory extensions for everybody. Um, mm. So I didn't qualify. So like a sucker, basically, that's when you landed at an intelligent place, an intelligent and uh, terminal place, intelligent and terminal. I don't think so. No, because after that I applied and got over at UPS. Oh, you were at UPS for about two weeks on the night crew, so doing the like, load crew. You were like, I, I want to be close. package package handler is actually what they called it. Oh yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. You were probably like, man, if Andrew can deliver packages, I think I can handle packages too. Yeah, basically. So anyway, that didn't work out for you. Yeah. It, well, but then fast track. That's where you ended up in an in an intelligent, even even terminal. Even before what you're getting to, uh, I had Smart and Final. I was at Smart and Final for almost two years. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, really? Intelligent and terminal. Oh, okay. Smart and Final. Okay. Because I thought you were talking about my current job. Saying terminal, I like an airport, like a terminal at an airport. Oh, an airport terminal. Yeah. I was talking like terminal cancer. Or something. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so much better. But um but yeah, yeah, and I was I was there and started out just uh stocking shelves. No, actually I wasn't doing that first. I was actually just doing cart runs. I was doing a lot of like the the BS kind of work, you know. Um actually wait, how would it No, yeah, I was load crew for about a month or so. Um, I was doing load crew for the freezer at one point at night, uh, just cause they were having big loads during the pandemic. Sounds cool. It was during the pandemic. No so unintended. Yeah. Right. Um, it was freezing. And, um, uh, after that they were like, okay, you know, we'll start using you in the daytime, you know? So I was like, all right, cool. You, you know, like daytime. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I went from working, you know, nights to all of a sudden now working in the daytime. And, um, and then you were the, running the carts. Yeah. I, yeah. I was doing that. I was, Question. When mm-hmm. you were doing that, did mm-hmm. you ever get pissed off when people would not use the designated all the time. cart? Um, what, all what do you call it? Corrals. Corral. But yeah. they would just leave it at the, the, the car stop. The one. Or the, the, stu- bush or- well, the stuff that would piss me off the most was because and I actually saw this happen. I don't know how many times. Somebody would pull up to to a parking stall, and there would be a shopping cart in the middle of the parking stall. Now, instead of maybe moving that off to the side, parking, and then using that shopping cart, they would take it, put it on its like pick it up and and like move it to like a like a planner. Oh, I've seen that. Leave it in the planner, Mm. park, and then still walk over to the store and get a shopping cart. And then do and the then, shopping, come back, and then leave that right where the right, right in the their parking stall. Yeah. So, so now instead of one shopping cart in the planner, yep, you have do. Yep. 
and so, the planter. But yeah, all the time. And then I think uh, I think the solution is to get rid of planters. Get rid of well, yeah. Get rid of shopping carts. That too. Yeah. Imagine a world with no shopping carts. One less job. Be more for you. Imagine you having to deliver all those pack even more packages. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, I was there. Um, you know, do you no. Know, then I worked daytime freezer, uh, but I was also register. And then eventually, I just got trained to do the whole store. Um, you know, I would work a little bit in the deli, work a little bit in. And not, well, yeah. Well, our deli wasn't really deli. It was like where like the it was like dairy basically, like mm. where like the milk and eggs were. That was made, that was really like uh-huh. most of it, like the sliced meats. So you worked with cows and chickens. Yeah, basically. And uh, and I, actually, you know, you you joke, but in the meat department, we actually had rotisserie chickens. Oh. So I was actually in there seasoning. You know, you know, chickens and put them in the oven and all that stuff. Uh, it took one screw up, and they never had me do it again. So, man, um, hey, I have a joke. Okay, why did the chicken cross the road to get to Smart and Final? Yes, <laughs> it was a suicidal chicken. <laughs> oh no! No, you want a better one? Wait. No, it is, it is, but it is, but it is a bonus for being absent for seven years. It is not part of the segment. Okay. 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 I like bonuses. Why did the chicken attend the seance? Ooh, a seance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. To get to the other side. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Seven years working on that one, huh? Tubular. Yeah. Tubular out of this world so literally yeah this world so uh but luckily from knowing everything in the store uh you got promoted no they put me back to nights and um (laughs) (laughs) they uh they needed help and so i just you know started working nights and again it was still during the pandemic so nights were rough nights were really really rough um you know, there were just so many things that people were buying and stockpiling, especially like the canned foods and all that stuff. Uh, remember toilet paper, the toilet paper shortage oh, and all that. The toilet paper. Shortage. We had to guard that, and we had to leave that in the back. That that was like a serious that was a real thing. thing. Yeah, I was delivering a bunch of toilet paper. Yeah, I think Amazon came out with their own brand called Presto. Okay. It, it got really big, and I was delivering all these boxes that said Presto on. It was like okay. Amazon's. Uh, like paper their, towel line. Like, yeah, like their Amazon Basics and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got and you. Tons of boxes. Yeah. And the sucky part is, you know, they take up all your space in your mail. Yeah. Truck, so you're like, they're eh, they're so, they're so light, but they're bulky. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, but uh, but yeah. So but then from working at nights because nobody else wanted to, wanted to be there, um, that's when I got my promotion. Oh yeah. So I went from just being a regular, you know. Uh, part-timer to a what do they call it they called it a um uh full-timer no person in charge person in charge that's what they called it, it was a person in charge so you're the grand poobah yeah all, you would think but uh they only called that because they couldn't call us or, or, i mean i was a night i was a night crew lead but i was but overall it was called person in charge like if i ran the night crew and then morning came and let's say the the guy in the meat department didn't show up. He was running late. Well, they could get me because I was a person in charge with keys and they could throw me in the meat, be in charge of meat until that guy comes. 
So and as long as you have the keys to unlock the world, you can do it all. Basically, the world is at si, your fingertips. Mira, basically. Basically. Basically what? Basically. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, then, um, I mean, you know, it was pretty cool for a while. I had a lot of freedoms and all that stuff, but... I started to feel my body was just kind of giving up, right. you know, I mean, the work wasn't, you, you wanted to go to higher places, wanted to get to higher grounds. Yeah. You wanted to get off the ground. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, 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 but, um, but yeah, um, you know, I felt like my body was kind of getting tired of, of the nights. That's that, that was really what it was. It was, it was the shift. The work was, the work was nice. You know, the work, it was actually a workout basically you know basically basically and um it was cool you know the crew that i work with uh hugo i still talk to him in fact i saw this yeah hugo chavez yeah um no no um (laughs) but uh uh, i saw him him the other night and he's still there and you know i ran a couple you know went went back there one night and uh just kind of hung out with the guys for a little bit caught up a little bit and uh you know i know i did miss him we joked around a lot you know it was pretty you know when you work nights it it, you kind of get like in like a little tight-knit family oh yeah you know um, it's all about the jokes basically yeah yeah basically basically. basically. i know we're saying a lot basically basically No, but no, for real though. Yeah. Uh, When I started at the post office, I'll Mm -hmm. never forget the person that trained me said, listen, man, this job is tough. Yeah. And if you can't joke around here, you're not going to make it. Yeah. So just have a laugh. Oh yeah. And just, you got to laugh at stuff here or else it's just going to bring you down. And I always remembered that. And uh, it's true. I think just having a laugh, laughing at the chaos or the stupidity of things like it'll when, help you get over that oh yeah that hump of like uh oh, i'm so tired i don't want to do this or whatever but if you just laugh or make a joke about something you're like oh okay you know life's not that bad you know you're and still having a good time and the and the other cool thing about nights is well cool thing if you can stand it if not it's gonna be difficult for you because you have to have thick skin you know, because when you're at night and it's, you know, twilight hours and you're tired and, you know, especially like, you know, if you see the guy working next to you starting to slow down, you've got to find ways to like really, you know, perk him up and mm-hmm. sometimes doing dark humor and, you know, insulting, I guess you're like, 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 yeah, it would be like insulting them, but like, you know, poking fun at them, you know, having like that close bond is kind of what helps them. Um, and I, I had a few guys that were like that, you know, uh, James was one that taught me really kind of from the, from the beginning and um we and you know we would we would kind of play on the race card you know he's he's he was like he's six foot five black guy and here i am five foot eight white guy and or half white half hispanic and um we would you know joke around about that but we would laugh about it we still laugh about it to this day like um i remember this was kind of messed up but uh his oh, brother his, his brother had died his brother had died in a car accident this down in Alabama. Sound funny at I know. All. Well, wait, just wait. I'm waiting. And uh, this better be good. So his, so his way of showing um, respect and honor to his brother was that he would wear like this. Uh, what they call it, balaclava, but it's like a ski mask kind of looking thing, right? And I guess that was just his way of like mourning for his for for his brother. When you, when a six foot tall black man puts on a ski mask and he goes walking down the aisles moving product around i walked up to him and i walked up and said are we being robbed <laughs> and he was like man you can't let me just mourn my brother the way i want to and 
<laughs> but I mean, we, I mean, we would laugh and we would poke fun about it, poke fun at each other like that, that, you know. Pretty funny. You know, you know, and and um, <laughs> it's like over here crying his eyes out. <laughs> My brother, um, here you are. Hey, man, please uh, don't kill me. <laughs> The money's in the safe. And, I'll open um, it for you. <laughs> so, but, but, but like, like that's the kind of humor that you would have at night. I mean, you would have, you'd need to you have ha- that. You need to have some, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and, um, you know, you know, and, and he was cool. But like I said, we, you know, we call him, we joke around about it. I'd be like, you know, hey, remember that one time when he wore a ski mask in the, in the store? And he's like, man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, the, the people that I work with were really cool. It was just the hours. The hours were really, really bad. Uh, my body couldn't stand, you know, waking up at, you know, 11 o'clock at night to be at the mid, to be there at the shift at midnight, uh, then get off, you know, uh, well, before I left, there were problems with the warehouses. So sometimes the loads weren't getting there. The loads would have to be there by four o'clock the previous day before. So basically the 4 p.m. Bef- before our midnight shift is when the loads would have to be there by. But for whatever reason, there were warehouses weren't getting there until almost uh, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. the next day. So we would have inst- instead of, you know, working the load for the night and going home at eight, we would, you know, clean up the store for those first five, six hours and then the load would get there and then we'd have to get to work. So sometimes we wouldn't leave till 10, 11, you know, um, we would be compensated. You know, the manager would then, you know, um, of course be open to give us overtime. You know, he always approved it for overtime. He always basically told us if you're going to work, if you're going to work at, you know, if you're going to improve the store in any way, work your overtime, you know, you know, you got it. But if you're just going to stand around and not do anything, then no, of course. He would be like, no, go ahead and go home, come back, you know, we'll see you the next shift. But he would also buy us buy us breakfast. Dang. If it was something that was out of our control, if it wasn't like, you know, hey, we're just being lazy, he would buy us breakfast. Just to kind of say, hey, I'm thank you guys for staying here. You guys didn't even have to. What was the breakfast? Uh, at the time, it was a Broiler Express. Dang. Because, and I introduced him to Broiler Express because I bought breakfast wow. for the crew, for the night crew, for like a Christmas or some holiday. Because they would have parties. And the other, the downside to working night crew is if the day shift has a party, like let's say a Christmas party, or not even a Christmas party, but like let's just say, like 4th of July, like today. Uh, let's say, you know, they would have like a barbecue or they would, somebody would bring in like a potluck or they would order out night crew wouldn't get any of that food because it would all be done by the night crew and the evening crew. And by the time night crew would get there, it'd be all the stuff that either nobody, either leftovers or condiments or whatever. So I felt bad. And for, and after working years and years of night shift and seeing that constantly every year, every holiday, every occasion of night crew getting left behind, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to spend my money and I'm going to get my guys appreciated, you know? Wow. But I'm only going to get it from my guys. Day shift guys, they got their own party. They don't want to save anything for us. I'm not going to save anything for them. Yeah. So, so I would get, so I'd get them, you know, you know, break, you know breakfast burritos. Oh, and um, I would say better than Harbor Light. Remember Harbor Lights? Oh, Harbor Light. Our old, uh, our, we were uh, security guards. When you guards. and I were both security guards, yeah. And there was this little, what, liquor store it, slash? No, no, it it was a it was a restaurant. It was a restaurant. Yeah, it was and a legit restaurant. There and they had it the is best actually breakfast burritos after working graveyard shift. Yeah. You go over there. It's just, it was a hot meal. Yeah. That's basically what it was. It was a good hot meal. But, um. The good old days. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So you know, I just after working nights for so long, my body just couldn't take it anymore. And you're like, I can't do this. 
Yeah, and I mean, I apologize to to Hugo because Hugo was was my co lead. He was he was the lead before I, he he he, bef- it was about six months before I got my keys, mm-hmm. when he was brought in as as the night lead. And then when I got my keys, they just made us co leads, you know. Um, and and it worked great, you know. Um, I'm a workaholic, so I'll work whatever shift. And he had kids, so he would need a five day, you know, uh, like a regular work week, mm-hmm. five days on, two days off, kind of a thing. Right. And um, you know, it worked fine. It worked, you know, it worked out. Um, so you told him the bad news. Like, I, hey, I was like, yeah, I told him, I said, dude, I said, this. I said, you know, my body's not, not letting me more. I was, you know, I, I've always been a person that's been late. You know, I, you know, I, I hate to admit it. I hate being late, but it just kind of, I'm always a late person, but it went from being like, maybe like a couple minutes late to like, you know, almost like a half hour late just because it was just, it was grueling just having having to get push my body to try to do that and right. day in day out it was just it was getting tough so i had to tell me like, hey you know i'm looking for a new job i apologize but you know i've i've got to do this i don't think i can do this very much longer without right. hurting right. myself or you know doing something or my body giving out on me you right. know and um ironically once i felt that that's when our uh, our guy that worked in the back was like hey company called Robinson's hiring. If you want to go over there, they're, you know, they're hiring everybody right now. They're getting all kinds of people. And I was like, well, what do they do? He goes, they build helicopters from the ground up. And I'm like, no way. Like where? I'm thinking myself, I got to drive out to like, you know, middle of nowhere, you know, you know, to a factory out there. Cause I'm like, there's no factories out here. You know, you think of a factory, like a big smokestacks and you know, stuff like that. He's like, no, it's over at Torrance airport. And I'm like, what? And then we, then I go and I drive by to, to turn my application. I'm like, I've driven past this many, many times, you know, because airport drive is like my cut through when PCH is backed up, take airport drive and it's, you know, it's an easier route. Right. And I used to drive by it, but I never knew what it was. Right. And um, I mean, I had an idea of that it was a pl- good place to work, but I never did, never knew what they did inside, mm-hmm. you know, huge facility. Yeah. But um, fun fact. Mm hmm. When I was a kid in yeah. fifth grade, we had an essay writing contest, and I wrote an essay. And about an essay, a essay. Enough with the jokes, essay. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you so bad. Uh, you're gonna wish I didn't cut you so bad. All right. So basically, you had to write an essay. Yeah, there's some bad roaches in here. <laughs> um, and uh, it turns out I won, and the the prize was to take a trip on a helicopter at Robinson. Okay, yeah. And so I got into one of those tiny little dragonfly looking helicopters. Yeah, with they the, are a little odd. With yeah, no uh, doors. Or oh, anything. really? Okay. And went up, and we saw the whole city of Torrance, and it was. I still remember how it felt being up there. It was crazy. Everything was so small, so high up. So, and, uh, so you said fifth grade. Now, there's just kind of the Robinson nerd me. So that wouldn't have been the R66 because that didn't come out until 2007, 2010, somewhere around there. So was it, do you remember it being a two-seater or was it a four-seater? I want to say, I think there was three people in that chopper. Okay. It was the pilot, uh-huh. someone sat in the middle, and uh-huh. someone sat on the end. I. Uh, uh, it was like me and another student. So we were, you know, fifth grade, like 10 years old. Or were whatever. there two rows of seats or one row? I think just one row. Just one row. Okay, so that might have been the R22, um, which is which is the first one. It was the first one first one built. So that's, yeah, yeah that's... And it was fun. 50 it was years fun. now. So 
but um and now you're working there now i'm working there yeah i you know you know i left i left smart and final and um you know i mean they were manny the store manager had told me he was like you know he was as good as you are at this store as good of a manager as you are taking care of your guys you're reliable and all that he goes you're fired yeah right um no he goes um he goes i could tell that 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 you're that you're built for more he goes, I tell that that this 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 just wasn't you know the job for you, um, but you know I mean and he was cool he was cool with it you know he was one of those managers where he was, where he was like oh my god now you're gonna put me in a bad spot oh my god you're and why would you how could you what what can I do you know he was like hey he goes you know what good for you man he goes that's he goes yeah leave here do something bigger you know you know you're meant for meant for something else and um you know i've been at uh, and that was about a year, that was a year and a half ago actually wow um f- my last day was february 18th i think 2022 mm, so wow. you've been uh, there a while now i've been there a year and a half yeah a year and a half yeah uh like the job february 28th was actually my first day of uh, orientation march 1st i was on the floor for the first day all right so uh yeah i mean i've actually gotten a little mini promotion uh in the the year and a half that i've been there um, you know, I went from, so when I, when I went in there, I was quote unquote a prepper. So basically I was basically, I was sanding See, down, yeah, basically I was sanding down all the parts that were getting ready to go to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so I, I know I work in the paint department, but I guess on top of that, you also learn how to buff and polish. So I take care so you of get buff like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then I do. Say, yeah. Get, I'll get, get, get to the, the chopper. <laughs> And that's how you got hired. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, so, but I take care of the ship and well, at the time I took care of the ship. I'll be back. <laughs> I took care of the ship before and after it got painted. And, um, I, um, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and um so uh you know i would you know so it, i'd i'd buff it once it came out of painting you know i would take care of all the, all the imperfections basically cool and uh from that i kind of quote unquote got promoted it was like a side it was like a, a sideways promotion i guess you can call it like you're not going above anybody you're just kind of moving to like a different area a a, a better spot you're, I'm still doing the same. Exa- I'm still buffing. I'm still, you know, taking care of like the imperfections after paint. But instead of it being on the ship, I'm more specialized to the blades. So I work uh-huh. just on the helicopter blades. And I went from working with a crew of about anywhere from six to ten, depending on the, on the uh, the hiring, you know, and all that stuff. To um, basically, well, really, I'm the only I'm the only blade blade polisher. That's cool. I'm the yeah, I'm the only full time blade polisher. It's really cool to know that you you have a like a very specialized job yeah in crafting these big machinery yeah uh, that that it, that is also another craft it's just crazy and it's That's, also it's wh- really cool one thing that blew my mind was we are the number one um, so company wise we are the number one manufacturer and distributor of civil Heli- uh, helicopters wow. in the world. That's really cool. Basically, meaning we d- we don't have any contracts with anybody. Nice. So if if like let's say the U.S. government, the Army, Navy, whoever 
wanted to buy our helicopters, we are in no obligation to provide them with a certain number of helicopters, much like how like Boeing, Northrop, um, Bell, I think, uh, you know, supply them right. with it. Right, right. We don't do that. Uh-huh. They want they want thirty helicopters from us. They're going to pay thirty for thirty helicopters. Nice, nice, you know, nice. they might give them a discount. You know, military discount, blah blah blah, that kind of stuff. But yeah. you're going to be paying close to twenty eight to thirty thousand thirty million dollars. Dang, so um, That's crazy. But uh, but yeah, so uh, we are we are known all around the world. The R forty four is the number one selling helicopter, civil helicopter in the world. Uh, we just celebrated thirty years of, of the R forty four. Um, we have the R66, which uh, I think is hitting a milestone soon, but I'm not really sure what milestone it is. Might be like the 2000th or 3000th helicopter. Um, but the company itself is 50 years old now. Um, started out in, uh, basically in a, in a kitchen or no, a garage. Uh, Frank Robinson, not the baseball player, um, founded it and, uh, started building parts and putting basically ships together in his garage and went from that to uh, a small building, probably about a, maybe a double the size of the garage, to an even bigger building, to then having you know a legit factory, and then having three add-ons built to that factory to make it as big as it is today. Um, and uh, and yeah, and the other cool thing about being in Blades, I know I'm talking a lot about the a lot about the, a, lot of, a lot about the work, but uh, um, I mean I. Some days I am proud, you know, I get to kind of leave and it's cool since I live near in the area, I could literally just look up and I could see like my helicopters, you know, the blades that I worked on flying around test pilots, either going out for it or customers coming, picking up or, um, you know, even customer service that bought, bought blades or bought a ship before us, bringing it back to have it fixed or, you know, Hey, there's a paint chip or, you know, maybe they just want it just to overhaul, you know, just kind of freshen up and everything. Um, well, working you, on stuff like that. So you really sold me. A, yeah, right. Where where, you, where where do I sign up? You, uh, an application, like yeah, but uh, a whole history and a tour. You uh, you uh, got you you got a million dollars cash on you. Uh, I can get you a discount. Uh, It'd be be about nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I mean, hmm. but it's still a discount, dude. I, Trust me, I love a good discount. It's a, it's a good deal. Um, I guess I'll have to sell some of my kids. <laughs> Well, you got three of them, so that could be about three million right there. You can afford three. Check that out. All right. That's tempting. Yeah, right. So you're really good at building things that go up. Yep. Why don't you take your skills and build something that goes down? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Maybe because... uh, How about... Oh, oh. You got to track with me here. Okay. I think with all the knowledge that you have right now, apply that to something that's never been done before. Deep sea exploration. It's been done. Huh? It's been done. It has? Yes. I mean... A few times. I mean, wouldn't you want to go down and like, I don't know, see wreckage of stuff that's happened like you mean the kind of wreckage that I could see on like a certain movie uh, uh movie, and like uh, the first like maybe like 20-30 minutes of a movie with a director named uh, James Cameron that took oh, a certain craft down and Avatar yeah right yeah 
Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. So, I mean, the I mean, last I, I mean, Airbender. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, I I I am not an obnoxious billionaire that decided, hey, I want to see a ship underwater that's lower than I've ever been. So let me go down there and spend quarter of a million dollars when he could actually buy a Robinson R twenty two for that kind of price. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just not a, I'm not an idiot. I guess you could say. True. You know, because he that guy said guy. Yeah. Was also like, hey, can I use the PlayStation remote to get us deeper? And even no, take the no to show you how even dumb he was. It wasn't even a PlayStation remote. It was a remote that he found on Amazon for thirty bucks. A Logitech. I guess he's just like me, and he likes a good deal. Probably. But I mean, he was probably like, "Wait, do I get the free shipping though?" And he convinced them so much that he even, that a guy had even said, "Well, let me bring my son on there with me." And was probably like, "Those hoses are they? Did you spray paint those?" Or he's probably going, "Hey, you know, this metal seems a little uh, a little funny. Seems a little light and thin." Metal, yeah, right. Come to find out, carbon fiber, which is more, which is not almost as sturdy as your aluminum soda can. So, if you guys haven't caught on yet over our, you know, our uh, our, uh, our 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 sneaky language, we are definitely talking about the Ocean Gate Titanic submersible. And the only um, reason we're talking about this is because it made headline yeah. news for like several days. I, and I'm not going to lie. I uh, got sucked in yeah. when I first heard it because they were saying, oh, these people have like four days of oxygen. Yeah. Left. And so you were kind of rooting for them yeah. to get rescued. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they made a whole dramatic story, but um, yeah, I, I didn't really follow it as much. Oh, I, I didn't follow it by choice. Guys at work were coming up they to me. They held a gun to your head and they were like, watch this video. Yeah. You know, yeah, basically, or will, or or will implode your head. Yeah, um, but uh, no. Uh, the <laughs> thing I loved about it the most were the memes and the videos. I mean, like going back to that dark sense of humor that you get when working nights. It really showed during this. You know, uh, just how stupid it is. Uh, let me put this with the Finding Nemo ride at Disneyland. <laughs> That submarine was built better than this Ocean Gate submersible. The Titan, I think is what it was called. Something like that. And with a name like the Titan, why would it be made out of carbon fiber? If I'm hearing something that called the Titan, I'm expecting it to be like the densest of metal, like titanium, you know, something that's going to, you know, take me down to the core of the earth. But this, you know, what's crazy to me. I just thought of this uh-huh. submersible. Yeah is going to be like ingrained in history. Oh yeah. And like culture. Yeah. Because of the memes. Oh yeah. I still remember you posting all those memes mm-hmm. on Instagram stories. One of my they were hilarious. One of my favorites was uh they were talking about the Titanic, you know, and the the uh, the wreckage of the Titanic and just the the uh the iceberg and just the whole thing, you know, kind of all everybody down the tragic events and everything and the thing the headline said or or the the picture showed um you know titanic total deaths one it was like 1774 dot 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 and counting 
but uh and then i saw another video where it was like um it showed uh it showed the video do you remember that do you remember seeing that video on tiktok of that dude going open the door open the door it was like an old man like a red hat no no it it was caught on a ring camera i i don't don't know the the story behind it Mm -hmm. but the thing is like he just kind of like you know hunched over like you can tell there might be like you know something something not all there with them but he was just going, open the door. Open the door. Open the door. And they put that, on, and, and, and they cropped that out, and they put him outside of the submersible, oh, saying no. the ghost of the Titanic be like, open the door. <laughs> <laughs> so like, they're getting creative. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it's. Dude, how much did they pay for these tickets? $250,000 a person. Oh yeah, a quarter of a million, right? Yeah. So that so that one guy, dude. If I was on that, submarine. that was half a million he spent, and then to top it off, his son wasn't the original one that was supposed to go with him. It was supposed oh, to be him and his wife. Oh, but his no. wife backed out because he was like, "No, you know what? He really wants to go." The wife was like, eh, "I don't know." Probably, yeah. That, oh, carbon fiber, you know, Logitech. I've heard of them, you know. Amazon? What was that? Amazon? Thirty bucks? No. Um, let me know when they get an Xbox controller. I don't know about that screen door on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Device. Yeah. But yeah. Um. You know. I mean, the more and more that that they uncover about it, the more it's like you just sit there and think, why would you even think about doing that? You know. I get. I get the appeal. You know. You want to go down and see a piece of history because they are. They are saying that the Titanic is actually eroding away. Oh. They say in the next fifty or sixty years, maybe even longer, it's not going to be there anymore. And it's just just uh, from the ocean currents dragging it around, um, the sea life, the coral, all that kind of stuff, the rust, all that stuff, just kind of eroding it away. So it's saying that at some point, it's not going to be there anymore. So I mean, I get the IP, get the appeal of going down to see it, but I think it's more about the idea of you want status? to be the only one to right. have gone down and right. say that you were one but of that's the thing is that, that they down. aren't the only one there have been many people that have gone down to do it but they've done it the right way meaning they've either like james cameron he's himself has gone down and seen the titanic when he was filming the movie titanic they the whole opening credits of you know the of that 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 rov going down and filming the titanic was actually the real footage of james cameron in that submersible a one man no a two-man submersible going down to the bottom that was built they said something like it spent like almost 25 million dollars building it because they knew of the pressure of the depths and they needed to make sure that this was going to work. And so they put the money into it. Whereas you get a guy that spent $5 million Making a Pringles can. Base, yeah, that's what it ended up being. I mean, um, yeah, it's just it's just stupid. Just you imploded. Know? Yeah. You know, again, it's rich, rich people seeing a deal like you did and going for it, you know, but... Was that a backhanded compliment? Yeah, kind of. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, like I said, the memes were just outstanding. Um, every at work was just so distraught over it. And I was asking, why? Why are you distraught? It has nothing, it has no effect on us. I'm I feel, not, I feel bamboozled. I knew, I mean, I knew exactly what would happen. So I didn't know. You're saying the Navy knew from day one. Yeah. That hit, it had imploded. They, and the there is footage. Yeah. Wanted us to follow this story. Well, so, 
so, like a glimmer of hope. Oh, maybe we'll find them. So if yeah, I they so, were dead. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, from the few people that I talked to that were in the Coast Guard, when it comes to a rescue like that, that's within certain limits of the U.S. coast, it is not the Navy that's in, that's in charge of that. It is the Coast Guard. So they are. So they were the ones that were in charge. Well, the Coast Guard, they didn't have the equipment that the Navy had, because the Coast Guard, oddly enough, they are, they are basically designed to rescue on the surface of the water. Right. You know. So when you go underwater, I don't think they have subs. I don't think they have submersibles and such. I don't think so either. Um, but my point was just the Navy heard something on their radar. Yeah. And that sounded like an implosion. And have order. you heard have you heard that footage? Because they released it. No. They released it, and you hear. The, so there's two sounds. Hmm. There's one sound that's like a bang, mm-hmm. like a kind of like a lighter bang. They think that that might have been the first crack in the hull. Mm. So they think so. In their so what, what they're theorizing is that crack in the hull started pouring water in. They had no idea, so they were pouring water, but. No more than three seconds later, you hear this loud echoing, like a big crunch, and they think that that was when it just imploded. It must have been. But the good thing, the good thing, if you really feel bad for them, they felt no pain. From well, that's good. from uh, physicists' uh, standpoints, from um, trained morticians to um, doctors, I mean everybody and anybody, they basically said that they it was like just turning out a light switch. It was just there was so much pressure in there that when they just got hit with it, all of a sudden, um, they were just instant death. They went from the crazy thing, and they went from being solid humans to liquid. Dang! In less than blink of an eye. So crazy. Yeah. So, so them. So them saying, "Oh yeah, we found we found human remains." They may have found a blood-soaked T-shirt, but there's no human remains. That's that, intense. Yeah. All the bones, everything turned into liquid to liquefy either. At this point, it would have either been everything would have been liquefied, jellified, maybe um, any any kind of hardened bone or meat or any kind of tissue like that would have been eaten by any kind of uh, crustacean, you know, because uh, like you know, like like shrimp, bottom feeders, basically, you know, any kind of bottom feeder would have uh, eaten it up, you know, in, you know, immediately. Um, Sebastian probably got to it, basically, yeah, um, and uh, um. So, you know, them saying, oh, yeah, we, when we pulled up the record, we found remains. No, you may have found like a little blood smear. Mm. You know, you may have found, you know, a, uh, a bloody bloody hat, a bloody shoe, something like that. But you're not going to find a skeleton. You're not going to find bones. You're not going to find any of that. I mean, you know, that's just the media trying to say, hey, listen, hey, listen look, look, you know, there's still more to the story. Oh, yeah, they want to capture it. Yeah, but there's not. There's yeah. they're, they're gone. They're done. So, they're fish food. Well, the moral of the story, moral... Don't be rich. Uh, that and also don't be simple. Simple where? Simple in the mind. Simple in the mind. So you thinking what I'm thinking? We we almost wrap this up. Or wait, we you mean you mean we we try to take over the world? I mean, with your helicopter know-how and my. Delivery. I know delivering the mail. I know one way that we can try to take over the world. You do, and that is with simple-minded tweets with Andrew. Yeah, 
Man, it's been so long. Seven years since yeah. our last simple-minded tweets. Which is why we are going even longer than we usually do. I know. This is intense. But yeah. I think it's well-deserved, you know? Especially since we don't really know when we're going to be putting out another one. I mean, we'll probably have more time now. Like I said, yeah. I'm a regular mail carrier. Got yeah. my days off. So who knows? And if we see each other more, we won't be blabbering on like this as much, you know? Yeah, that's true. It, it should be should be, should be sweeter like how we did in, in the earlier episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a one-off. Yeah. We'll get better at this. Yeah. Well, yes, it's been seven years and here we are. Simple-minded tweets again. A lot of tweets from... Well, 2016 yeah, yeah, to yeah, 2023. You got seven years worth of tweets. Yeah. That's millions and millions. Now, I could have found endless supply of simple-minded tweets, but yes. I'm only going to read off, I found a good six, so okay. here we go. And if I may, I will add one at the end that I found. Sounds good to me. Just to kind of, you know, you know, throw mine a little in. Well, you're lucky it's, it's been seven years. So That's true. All right, ready? Sure, Let's let's hit it. This one comes from Debbie Montana. Debbie Montana. Okay. She writes, she tweets, sorry, sorry, it's been a long time. It's been a while. She tweets, everyone wants to be a business. Read that for me, Marcelo. Right there. On trip anor. On trip anor. O N T R I P A N O R. On trip anor. On trip anor. And then right after that, in it. Right there. In it. In it. In it? I think like ain't it. Okay, could be. But it's spelled in it. Everyone mm. wants to be a business on trip anor. In it. See, the thing is, yeah. <laughs> you have a smart device that can spell check for you, uh-huh. you know, predictive text, all that. All you had to do was press entrepreneur. So that means, so one of two things happened. Either she has spelt that wrong so many times that the phone thought, to hell with it, give it to her. We've done all we could. Or she looked at it, the spell check came up, showed her how to correctly spell entrepreneur, and she thought, no, that don't look right. I'm going to go with mine. And then just clicked on hers anyways and said, nah, fuck it. You know, my smartphone, my, my smartphone ain't going to smart, outsmart me. That's a good point. Because in her defense, the word entrepreneur. Yeah. I couldn't even spell that to save my life in a spelling bee. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I know there's an E in there and a U. Yeah. That's it. That's all I know. And phonetically, she did spell it out, but yeah. entrepreneur, you know. Entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, does it, does it take that long to Google entrepreneur? Anyway, moving on to the next one. All right. All right. This one comes from Cross Chanel Cross. She put two crosses in between her name. Okay. I don't Maybe she likes crosses. Uh, could be. Um, she's, she tweets. Or she's part of some cult. True dad. Yeah, right. True dad. Cross Chanel Cross tweets, what's Obama's last name? I'm not even kidding. And looking at this screenshot, it, it was retweeted 13 times. And 
three people put it marked it as their favorite you'll be surprised how many people actually thought that obama was his first name i think uh jimmy kimmel did something like you know like when he does like that um that segment i think conan used to do it too or all the light all the late night guys do it do it where they like go up in like the like the streets and they ask random strangers yeah basic questions mm-hmm. and i think one of the questions was what's obama's last name and everybody just had no idea. They're like, I didn't even realize he had a last name. They just kept calling him Obama, and they, they thought that he was like Cher. Like, there's no right. last name, you know. He was the the last nameless president. Yeah, yeah, yeah the only one. That's yeah. What I so crazy stuff. Yeah, man. but still no excuse to be that fucking stupid. Hey, simple-minded tweets. <laughs> simple-minded. <laughs> All right, next one. Oh, this is a good one. You ready? All right. This person tweets, so hot in the office, one of the secretaries thought she was, read the last two words. She was metal pausing. Metal pausing. Metal pausing. Is that like when you're uh, making sheet metal and then you just pause it? Could be. But if that if that's what it is, then why is everyone getting so hot in this office? Well, I mean, you do have to heat metal up pretty, pretty, pretty hot mm. sometimes. Metal pausing. Metal pausing. The simple-minded version of menopausal. Moving on. All right. I like this one. This person tweets, and I don't have a... Uh, it doesn't say who it's from, but it says this restaurant got a real nice ambiance, <laughs> or however you spell it. Look at that. <laughs> they actually so in in parentheses. So they actually so they knew grammar to put it in parentheses, right? But they yeah ambiance ambiance. Of course, they were trying to spell ambiance, mm-hmm. but it came out um. Beyonce, um, Beyonce, um, Beyonce, aunts, um, be once. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's enough of that one. All right, moving on. Is this my last one? No, I got, I got two more. Okay, you, you're, you're still. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Me? I'm good. All right, all right. This one comes to us from a tweeter named. Can't make this up. Okay, her name is Radio Ho. All righty. Sounds like we might need to bring her on the podcast. I, I she might wanna... be she might be a hoe for the radio. Is that a good thing? She may she may just like radios that much. That's a little too much loving on the radios. So radio ho writes tweets. She got a different kind of boom box. <laughs> yeah. She tweets, my HIV results came back positive. I'm clean. She a hoe. She a hoe for sure. <laughs> or how do they say? She for the streets. Oh, man. <laughs> but you know, no, yeah, Marcel, yeah. You, you've always had the street smarts. Yeah. I just stick with the book smarts. Yeah. That, but no, that's that's definitely, she's, she's yeah, she a hoe. She uh-huh. a hoe. All right. Ready for the last one? It's, nah, give it to me. This one comes from Randolph. Lori is his Twitter handle is blue awesomeness. Okay. 
he tweets, so the refs screw up another game. That's a damn shame. Hey, that rhythms. <laughs> LOL. No, seriously, look at that. Rhythms? Read it. Hey, that, that rhythms. rhythms. Yeah, that rhythms. That rhythms. That rhythms. I guess that blue awesome isn't awesome at spelling. I mean, keep... All right, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Rhymes, like the word rhymes. He was obviously trying to spell the word rhymes. That's a yeah. weird word to spell because there's like yeah. H in there mm-hmm. and where does the Y go? Is right. it before the H, after the H? I get it, but you got to know the word rhythms when you see it. Yeah, again, So, but, again, one or two things had to have happened. Either he spelled it wrong so many times that his phone gave up on him, or actually technically, depending on what phone he used, it could have been, if it, if it was a, an Android, Google gave up on him, or if it's an iPhone, Apple gave up on trying to help him, and they just let him spell it. Or uh, he, again, was like, no, that, that spelling doesn't look right, I'm going to use my spelling anyways. So, I mean, I, you know, that's the only, it's the only two, the only two ways I can come up with. Yeah. I, so. I think he was just a poet. Yeah, that could be too. And he didn't even know it. So the, the tweet that I have. Oh yeah. You wanted to share your tweet. Yeah. Just got the one real quick. Um, it's not, I wouldn't say it's simple minded. Mm-hmm. It's just going back to, you know, how we talked about, like, you know, aging and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. how, uh, We're this, how this, uh, new generation has no idea what MySpace is. Oh, the generation Z generation. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, zoomers. Well, uh, uh, check, check this one out. I'm okay. Checking. So I don't know who, who originally tweeted it because they blocked, they blurred out the, the name. Yeah. Um, but it says, uh, I've been thinking a lot about in real life podcasts. You know, you bring a few friends together, no mics, so nothing's, nothing can be recorded. You have a free-form discussion, and you can even bring food and drinks. Has anyone tried this? And somebody, I can't even pronounce it, it looks like it's just a bunch of random, it's A-N-S-H-N-A-N, and then it cuts out for the last name, so Anch, I guess would be his last name, said, um, boy, this tech bro just discovered hanging out with your friends. <laughs> something that we've been doing since literally the caveman days. I know. Thinks that he did something. You know, that that tells a lot about this generation after us, this young generation. They're in just submersed. Mm-hmm. You see what I did there? Uh-huh. They're submersed in technology that they think everything has to be technologically based or social media based. Like, no. You could just hang out with your buds and talk. I guess the thought of it, thought of that kind of reality just implodes their mind. It implodes their mind. They're like, we could be making millions pod talking, but recording it. But. They do it for free and they don't like it. I know. They do it so much. But you know what? It's it's it, it is kind of getting to be like a sad thing where you can't really go into a, like a big area without someone with a camera. Oh, I've like, seen it. Like there's a whole like kind of uh, I don't say ongoing joke, but like just an ongoing annoyance. I guess you could say of going to a gym now, 
and seeing out seeing someone walking around with a tripod because they have to document every part of their workout so they could put it up on the social media. I saw a video not that long ago. In fact, I think it might have been just this past weekend of uh, these guys that are legitimately working out. They're working out, I think, in a boxing ring. Or the, or the gym had a boxing ring in the middle and they're trying to spar and, you know, kind of, you know, work out and stuff. And then a girl, a fitness influencer, walks into the middle of the ring, takes her corner, but has guys follow her in with not only a tripod, but those studio lights, like those big umbrella looking studio lights and literally half, half of it, it just all lit up in that perfect. And there she's taking pictures and she has the balls to ask them, oh, you guys wouldn't, you guys be okay with me being over here, right? This is okay. Meanwhile, they're bumping into the, she has like a crew of four guys that aren't work, that aren't guys that work out that everybody else is bumping into because they're taking up so much space just because she has to document everything. I mean, I get it. Fitness influencers are a thing. You can be inspired by them, but at what point does it just become an annoyance when it seems like every other page is some type of influencer for something? I mean, not that we're trying to influence anybody, no. but it's just, I just don't get it. I mean, I just don't get where that, where that came from. Uh, I, I know what you mean. I'm getting tired of the whole influencer thing. Yeah. I mean, I like the term entertainer. Yeah, yeah. I'm that not was trying great. to influence you. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to get worse. Or a smarter generation is going to crop up and be like, you know what? I see the ridiculousness yeah. of these people that are just so self-absorbed and narcissistic, yep. thinking that everybody wants to see every move they make. Yep. And that they'll take a stand and say, no. I'm just going to go uh, to the park and eat my uh, tea and crumpets. And and there, uh, just and there are people that do the influencer that do it really well to where they don't like the one guy that I follow and he's a comedian, Burt Kreischer. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's, he's, he jokes about how his whole life is on social media. Like he wakes up and he tweets and he uh, Instagram lives and he does all that, but he does it in such a way that you don't feel like, Oh my God, again. I mean, I'm sure there probably is, you know, people that feel that way. But it's like entertaining. Like he doesn't walk around and have like the big camera crew walk following him around. He's bumping into people, or like you know shunning people off. Like oh no, this is my spot. Like get away. It's like if he's going down doing Instagram live with his family and somebody says hey machine because that's his nickname, he'll go hey you know and you know he'll come over and shake their hand, take a picture, and then they're off. You know, so like he does it really well. But then there's some of those influencers that are just like, you know, if you if you get anywhere near their equipment, they think that you're just throwing the whole thing off, throwing the whole wine off, you know, they're just, I don't know. It's just, if you ask me, influencers are just jokes. You know, what's a depressing thought. I thought about this the other day and after this we'll segue into, you know, a more funny thought. Thing. I had a great segue right there, but I didn't realize you had more, but my bad last thing. Cause it just came to me. Uh-huh. There are kids that have grown up with their parents, you know, making their kids like little kid shows for yeah. other kids. Mm-hmm. And that's all they know. Yeah. So they think that's reality is being filmed and put on YouTube or yeah. something. Like that one kid where I think he was, they said he was like the one of the youngest millionaires on, on uh, YouTube. And all he did was open up toys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan. Is that what his name? I don't even know who he is. It might be Ryan. I don't know. Because he had a show called Ryan's Toy Reviews, and then he got a deal with Nickelodeon. Oh, really? 
Ryan's world, and now he has toys and I all kinds yeah. Of I stuff. just I mean. I mean, I get it in a way I can, you know, it's like the ones that don't have, that can't get the toys. They at least want to at least see them. They want to at least, you know, you know, somewhat be familiar with them, but does it really take a million dollars to pay them to do this? I mean, a four year, what, what, what didn't he start when he was like four or five opening them up? You know, the money's not going to him. You know, it's going to the parents. I mean, they could have a college fund for him, but still you think that they're, they're putting every single penny into that college fund. They're not, no. they're, you know, get, they're putting into their Bugatti. Exactly. It's, I mean, at least like when, when somebody has like a cat or a pet that are like, you know, quote unquote influencers or whatever, I could see that cause it's cute. It's funny. It takes you out of reality. It makes you kind of look at it and go, is Oh, this, that's creepy. Yeah, that's this cute. Is this the new child labor? Could be. It probably could be. I think we're onto something. Hey, you never know. Anyway, you got three of them. You can make a lot of money. But I don't want to sell all my kids. <laughs> anyway, that's enough depressing uh, stuff. Yeah. I think we need something a little more lighthearted. Go, going back to what I was saying, I think that these influencers are just total jokes. Yeah, I will agree with you. Those influencers <laughs> are, are total jerks. Did I say jerks? Yeah, you did. You you kind of wanted to say jokes, but you were like a j- jerks. For, 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 for the record... <laughs> It's one forty-five in the morning. Uh, yeah, Independence yeah. Day, mind you. Yes. Hey, no taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. Is it? Aren't you in a job that requires taxes in order to get paid? Not at all. Oh no, I thought I thought Quick it was. Fact: Taxes do not pay postal worker salary. Oh, not postal. Our services do. Packages. Oh, okay. Mail. Right. Okay. And it's funny because sometimes you, I run into customers and they're like, why is my mail late? I pay taxes. Oh, okay. And we're like, yeah, but they don't, they don't pay me. I wonder if at one, at one time they were. I think, uh, I don't know it too well, but somehow Congress or Cause, know, government uses the Postal Service's yeah. funds as like a Because you, you are considered a government worker, right? A, a government agent. Government, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm part of the feds. Yeah, right. I'm I'm above the law. Yeah, bruh. That's why that's why your cars have the steering wheel on the other side. So no one could steal them. Mm-hmm. No, um, but I think uh other government agencies borrow from the post office. Okay. And then, then they have to pay it back, but then they don't and then they bail us out. And okay, well, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know all the details, but okay. it's some weird stuff with money. All right, that flows back and forth. So that's why some people say, "Oh yeah, I pay my taxes." Yeah, those people Good are for you. those people are such jokes. Yeah, those people are such jokes. All right, and it's time for the best, most thrilling segment. Of the Simple Times podcast, the longest running, mind mm-hmm. you. The only one that we have had since the beginning in every episode. Even our two parters, we would have one at the end of every part. And this is just a staple. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what Simple Times is all about. I don't mean to take credit, but I mean, you know. Jokes. From the beginning of time, mm-hmm. since the dawn of creation, mm-hmm. it was always a joke. Now, we give you 
jokes with Hefe. All right. It's funny when you said uh, from the beginning of time for those jokes, because you remember that Family Guy episode when they try to go and find the very first joke ever created and like they went through like this whole secret organization like they were like meeting meeting people in shadows and then they finally go down to like this uh oh, yeah, compound yeah, yeah, yeah. and they and they show them like the first joke ever created and it was like help my baby's drowning and he goes lol and like that was like that was like the, that was like the joke or something but it was like it was like um in hieroglyphics or something like that oh well yeah so that so yeah when it, whenever somebody tells me like oh yeah what's the history of a joke i always think of that episode of of uh, a family guy. So uh, <laughs> this one, this joke, heard a while back. Um, librarians working at a library, okay. you know, putting books away and everything. And a chicken walks in. Wow. And walks up and goes up to the counter and goes, buck, buck, buck. So the librarian thinks about it and goes, oh, okay. He wants, he wants a book. He wants three books. He gives him three books. Chicken walks out with them. Next day, chicken comes walking in, puts the books down. Buck, buck, buck. Librarian thinks, wow, chicken reads pretty fast. We're at three books in a day. Okay. Yeah, I'll see. Takes those three books, gives them three more new ones. Chicken walks walks out with them. Next day, chicken walks back in, same chicken. Walks in with the same three books, sets them down. Buck, buck, buck. So the librarian thinks, wow. All right, something's going on. I, I got to find out how this chicken's reading these books so fast. Yeah. So it takes the three books, gives them three new ones. But as the chicken goes walking out, the librarian sneakily follows it, follows it down to, down to a pond. At the edge of that pond, the chicken walks down, walks up to a frog, sets the books down in front of the frog. The frog looks at him and goes, bread it, bread it, bread it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was good. I, I love those jokes where you're like anticipating the punchline. And this one, I you just never it. see it coming. I was like, okay, now we got another animal. And then, yeah, that was, that was good. That was good. Now, do you think for us being the first time in seven years that it's good enough to repair all of those broken hearts for people that had to wait seven years to hear another jokes with with Hefe, or should I find and do one more? Well, I mean, we're coming up on nearly two hours, so hey, why stop here? It has been seven years. Let's uh, give us another one. I said. Give us another one. And I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm trying to find the perfect one. The one that I know would be just the right one. The right one. You know, you got to let the right one in. That was a movie, by the way. That was a good movie. Let the right one in? Let the, uh, the, the original was called Let the Right One In, and then the remake was called Let Me In. It was a vampire movie, actually. It was a pretty good one. Um, all right. I will let you choose. Do you want to hear... Ooh, choose your own adventure. Yeah. Do you want to hear the joke of the blonde brunette and the redhead on death row? Or do you, do you want to hear the one about the uh, detective 
uh, testing out three trainees. Oh, man, this is a tough call. Uh, let's do the the blonde, the brunette, and the redhead. You know, those are classic yeah. jokes. Okay. I haven't heard one of those in a long time, so that, that sounds appealing. A blonde, a brunette, and a redhead are sentenced to death. They are lined up in the yard to be killed. The main guard went up to the brunette. You have a choice on how you would like to die. By electric chair, firing squad, or hanging. Which will it be? The brunette replied, I'll take the electric chair. She was led away by the two other guards to the electric chair. She was strapped in and the executioner flipped the switch. The brunette flinched before noticing that nothing happened, not even a spark. Nothing happened, cried the brunette. What? That's impossible. How? yelled the executioner. I don't know. But maybe it's a sign, the brunette said. A sign from above. This must be divine intervention. Release her, said the executioner. The guards followed the executioner's orders and unstrapped the brunette, leading her back out. She passed the redhead, and now she walked by. Actually, walked back. She leans towards the redhead. The chair's not working, she whispered. The redhead nodded, and she watched as the brunette was led away. The main guard approached the redhead. I present to you the same three choices. Which will it be? The redhead replied, "I'll do the electric chair." She was led away by the two other guards to the electric chair. Like the brunette before her, she was strapped in, and the executioner flipped the switch. The redhead flinched, at, but again, nothing happened. Not even a spark. It didn't do anything, cried the redhead. Again? That's impossible, yelled the executioner. Who knows? It could be a sign, the redhead replied. Another sign? Divine intervention again? Release her, said the executioner. The guards followed the executioner's orders again and unstrapped the redhead, leading her back out. She passed the blonde, and as she walked back, she leans towards the blonde and whispers, The chair's not working. The blonde nodded as she watched as the redhead was led away. The main guard approached the blonde. I present to you the same choice. Which will it be? The blonde replied, Well, since the chair is broken, I guess I'll do the firing squad. (laughs) Ah, that was funny. Ah, but seven years. Seven years. Till this episode. And yes, it was a long one. Yeah. Yeah. But for those of you who held out to the end, congratulations. Yeah. It's not going to be our longest. It's not going to be our longest? It's not going to be our longest. Because our longest was the Christmas special, and that was like an hour and 58 minutes. Are you serious? Yeah. It was almost two hours. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I really am. That's insane. Yeah. So we're we're, we're approaching an hour and 50, but uh, yeah, it's not going to be our longest. That's insane. So... Well, I think this was a good one. I think so, too. I'm proud of the work we've done. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. So, well, that wraps up uh, episode 17. The return, the second coming. The second coming. Of the Simple Times podcast. And happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to you. Independence Day. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll get attacked by some aliens. Who knows? Maybe Will Smith will save us all if he's not busy slapping Chris Rock. That's true. Or getting cucked by his wife. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>